Hey, welcome to episode 99 of the Collector's Quest podcast. 99, the last episode with two digits. That's kind of exciting, even though I haven't been here for all those episodes. But okay, we're talking about the biggest wastes of money in game collecting this episode. Me and Johnny have both been around for a while. We've been both collecting games for well over a decade, and we've we've seen new people come in. We've seen people burn out. We've seen people just buying everything under the sun. Seen people buying reproduction stuff, manufactured collectibles. They've been overpaying for games and driving prices up. So this episode is all about the biggest waste of money in game collecting. And this is just our opinion here, because obviously everyone is their own person. You know, I might say, oh, collecting cardboard boxes is a waste of money because I don't personally like cardboard boxes. But obviously, if you like that, that's fine. We're just talking about in general in our we've had our own experience doing this we've wasted money on things that we don't need that we no longer feel has as much value as we paid for it and we see other people doing the same exact things you know stockpiling up games just trying to increase the number of quantity of games that they have rather than the quality of games that they have so that's the kind of thing that we're going to be talking about this episode it's kind of a budget episode it's kind of about optimizing your collecting all that kind of stuff If you like the show, don't forget to give us five stars on iTunes, tell a friend, all that kind of stuff. That's our like, comment, subscribe, shout out of the show. And let's go. Welcome back to another episode of Collector's Quest. I'm Tyler, here with Johnny. Good morning, Tyler. How's it going? Oh, good morning. Good afternoon, Johnny. We're, we're going across the noon time zone divide here. Uh, yeah, it's like late morning here, but it, it doesn't feel like late morning. It feels like it should be 7 a.m. Yeah, I know. Th- these morning podcasts are great, or, you know, early afternoon, whatever. Because then you can we can finish it and just go about the rest of our day. It's yeah. nice. What else are you going to do in the morning? Sit around and browse Reddit, right? No, normally morning is like my favorite time to play video games. I like to wake right up and then uh, before anything's happened to me, just sit down and enjoy a game. Uh, That makes me feel like just a total piece of shit. I like getting my work out of the way before I do anything. And there's always work to do in the morning. Come on. Now, see, like, well, especially because it's Sunday. Sunday is my favorite day to play video games because Sunday I'm not trying to do anything anyway. So I don't feel like, oh, God, I didn't do enough work Uh, because I do plenty of work. But uh, yeah, I like to just get in there, get on the couch, because I, if I don't, things start to pile up, and then I'm like, oh, I'm never going to get back to that video game moment. I'm never going to find the time to play now. No, and then Sunday. it's like 12 at night, and I'm like, Ugh, can I squeeze in an hour? Oh, shit. No, I got to be up at like 6. <sighs> oh, God, just go to bed. Sunday's just happens. a day to stress about Monday. That's all I got for Sunday. Whenever I'm, fe- whenever I'm playing video games, I feel like I'm not working hard enough to make my Monday easier. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't have a good answer for that. I feel like that's crazy. Just enjoy the time you have. Hey, next, do you get next weekend off? Cool three day weekend. Uh, I took an extra day off to make it a four day weekend, just because. Ooh. 
just nice. because Ada Ada really wants to play more Path of Exile with me. So she's like, we need we need more time together. Just just take another day off, and we'll just sit down for four days and play computer games together. Nice. Yeah. Doing it right. All right. Ada's okay in my book. Oh man, she's gonna hear me edit that, and then she's gonna be so happy, Johnny. I uh, yeah, she's gonna I'm make sure her she... feel so much more comfortable when she goes to you when I'm dead. Uh, yeah, I'm sure she's like, oh, thank God that guy I've never met and don't give a shit about finally gave me some validation. Woo! Yeah. Mm, yay! Hooray! Okay, yeah, please don't rely on me for validation. Unless we're talking about video games. Okay, Tyler, what are we talking about today? Because I know no one gives a shit about our analysis of Sundays. We're talking about wasting money, Johnny. Game collecting. Actually, Ooh. that's not even a joke because, you know... We are talking about wasting money today. Even though game collecting is a huge waste of money, we're talking about the nuances of wasting money while collecting games. So we we could also, if we want to soften that a little bit, we could say ineffective spending uh, on your video game collection. Things You're that ever don't the actually diplomat. help. No, it, no, it's like bullshit stuff you buy that you shouldn't buy. Just knock it off. Um, no, and look, you can like whatever you like. You can buy whatever you want. But as far as building your collection, making your collection better... We've got some things that we go, ugh, that is dumb, what a waste. And uh, it's not to say that we're not prone to some of these, so uh, don't hear all judgment. Hear hear some experience in that judgment as well. Oh, we are so, some uh, of the biggest money wasters there are out there, because we're set collectors, and we buy the most junk oh, yeah. out of anybody. <laughs> yeah, um, I'll, I'll just start with that. Uh, so first thing, don't, don't collect sets. It's a waste. You buy a bunch of bullshit games that no one cares about, that... Look, you're going to spend so much money on stupid soccer games that aren't good and no one cares about, except for set collectors. It's a huge waste of money. Don't don't collect sets. I disagree. I like sets. I like that sets, works. too. But, like, if you want just a good, nice curated collection, like, set collecting is bullshit. You're going to buy all the chaff. You're going to have all the chaff. It's going to suck. It takes up a lot of space. And it's not cost effective. So to more to broaden that concept, I think we can say don't buy games you don't want. Yeah. Because I think a lot of people don't really need to collect sets. They mostly want either interesting games, rare games, you know, the games that they played as a kid. But collecting sets is is kind of seen as this like ultimate goal to strive towards. Like people want the full Nintendo set, even though they don't care about 90% of Nintendo games. But you don't need to do that. Like if you just, if you get gem mint copies of all your favorites, you're going to enjoy your collection more. Probably. If that's what you like. Probably. Unless you enjoy collecting sets, but like, uh, Oh, you're collecting for N64. Well, you best get out there and spend all that money on, you know, uh, international super soccer, 2000 and super bowling and, uh, sculptors cut. Cause that's a great game that everyone gives a shit about. Right? No, yeah, I mean, thank thank God these guys in Mexico they have they're also NTSC games and they bought all these soccer games because man, some of those soccer games we wouldn't find without Mexico. Thanks, Mexico. Yeah, there's been a lot of games <laughs> soccer games I've got from Mexico. Uh, what else? So games you don't want. Um, stop buying everything from Goodwill just because it's there. And this this man, this is something I see on Reddit all the time. They go to Goodwill, the they find like seven garbage games and one okay game. And they're like, paid five bucks each for this. And I'm like looking at them, it's like, oh, Othello. And like, I don't know, just stuff that's not really worth $5 or it's like $5 market price. But they're Silent so service. thrilled. Yeah, they're so thrilled that they found anything that they buy it anyway. It's like, this is not an effective use of your time or money. Yeah, you would be better off having 
you know, if there was seven games that were $5 each, you'd be better off having the one $5 game that was actually worth it and that $30 to put at anything else. And that's so if this is a Goodwill fine, let's imagine it took them seven trips to Goodwill to get there. So what's that? Probably three hours of their time. Just spend three hours combing eBay for a deal on $35 worth of games. You're going to end up with way better stuff. And you're, yeah. it's going to be the stuff you actually want. That's the stuff that always kills me is that people just pick up these random games when they could be getting exactly what they want. They could get Ninja Gaiden 3. Right. Back to like the set collecting thing, just buying and in this vein is buying games in bulk. If you're not a set collector, what are you doing with all these bulk games? Um, You know, Tyler wrote this note and it's it's super true. Game collecting isn't a numbers game. Okay, it's it's not. You don't win if you have more. There's people with better collections out there than than me who only have like 200 games because they're all super curated, super rare, expensive prototypes and stuff like if you like to collect sex collect sets if you like to collect sex this is not the podcast for you uh we will not be helping certainly not but but if you like to collect sets yeah sure go for it but otherwise what are you doing with all that bulk what 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 do you have it for is it because you're gonna do this other thing we say you shouldn't do which is stocking games to play one day how do you feel about that, Tyler? I, we've gone over this. You're you're never gonna if you're a game collector. If you are admitting to yourself you're a game collector, I think the primary definer of a collector versus a player is a collector amasses more games than they can play. So if you're collecting games, you're not gonna play all of them. That's that's it. Stop pretending to yourself like, oh, Okami, I might play that one day. Oh, Final Fantasy X, I might play that one day. No, you won't. They're like twenty hours long. You're an adult and you've got like five hours a week to play games. You're just going to keep playing the games that you already play now. You're not going to retire and suddenly be like, yeah, let me go back to those those PS2 RPGs I never played. That's never going to happen. If you're stocking up for retirement, you are a crazy person. Yeah, you're you're 25-ish right now, 25 to 34, and you're like, in 40 years when I retire, <laughs> I think I'm definitely going to bust out that PS2 and finally get through all those JRPGs. No, your TV isn't even your your eyepiece isn't gonna know how to talk to a PS2. It's probably not gonna happen. And if you are, there's probably gonna be like the PS2 Mini that came out like 20 years ago, and you're just gonna use that anyways. Yeah, and the same thing with digital collections. Like people do this with Steam all the time, and I think it's people. It's dying down because Steam's the library on Steam has become so much lower quality. But you know, from like 2000 whatever six to 2010. They used to have all these sales on everything, 75% off, and you would just get every game ever made, and now I've got a thousand games sitting in my Steam library. It's like, wow, I got all the best games from the 90s and 2000s. Sure, I don't have time to play any of them, but they sure are there. Yep. One of the best things I did in the past year or two is I stopped even stocking up on digital games, and whenever I want to play a game, I buy it at full price, $60, $40, whatever it costs, and it's saving me so much money. It's wonderful, so... Don't stock up on games. Which which isn't exactly intuitive thought, right? Paying full price for a game actually saves you money on games. Yeah. I mean, like, waiting for a sale is not worth it, because then by the time it's on sale, I'm not going to want to play it anymore. Just the second something I want to play something, I just go and buy it. It's wonderful. If I play it for three hours, play for two hours, it's still a better deal than if I had stocked up on ten games I didn't really play. Right. So... Yeah, those are, that's the big thing, right? Please just don't buy games that you don't actually want. That's that's our, our biggest advice on how you are wasting money. You're buying a bunch of crap you don't want, and 
you know, there there's some nuance in there. It's not a black or white statement, but kind of and maybe if you're looking like, how do I lower what I'm spending on games, or is this a good idea? Maybe just take some of that advice. And uh, look, sometimes we don't even take our own advice, so we know there's going to be hiccups. So don't beat yourself up. But Tyler, wait, wait, wait! I got two more thoughts oh, you on got, games you, got, you don't want. Okay, with, go for it. So a lot of people get into game collecting and they start buying up every console because they feel like they need to have every console and they need to have a small collection of everything. And that's fine. Like, if you're getting into retro games, yeah, you want an NES, you want a Sega Genesis, you want a Super Nintendo. But some people, they feel like, you know, I got to get my Jaguar CD, I got to get my Neo Geo CD. If you have a Jaguar CD, something has gone wrong. Like, yeah, if you're a serious game collector, a lot of people like going for weird, obscure stuff. If you have a Jaguar CD hooked up to, like, an AV switcher, something has gone wrong because you're never playing that Jaguar CD. Stop trying to trick yourself. I, so, I know a guy who's playing one right now. No, you don't. Stop it. I do. I do. Like, if you ask Super Sparkster, that guy, he he has one set up, and he actually played some of them. So, uh, not everybody, but most of you. Most of nine. This is like a, uh, a 90-10 rule. Um, yeah, 90% of you are never going to do this. And uh, if you're in that 10%, I got a sweet Jaguar CD and Jaguar to sell you. Ooh, it's a Jaguar it's CD. Like I need it. It does. It totally works, and I it's in its it. box. Anyways. But yeah, Tyler is right about this. Just buying every game for every system too. This is like some of the first advice I ever gave on the podcast. If you were listening way back then, just don't like, and everyone does it. You just bought everything you saw because it was there and it was cheap. And then you're like, what am I doing? Why do I have all these systems? Why, why, why have I done this? You know, focus a little bit. I feel it was more, I feel like this was less of a problem, like maybe 10, 15 years ago. Because there just weren't as many games. Like, all right, I'm into games. There's only, you know, four or five generations of really retro games that are that matter. So I just kind of go for everything. And now there's just so much that if you try to get everything, you won't have the money for it, let alone the space and all that. Another thing that ties into all these consoles, people who ask, what console should I collect or what is the cheapest console to collect? You're wasting your money because people... <laughs> People are going to say like, yeah, go go for Xbox. That's cheap. Go for 32X. That's cheap. If you're just collecting something because it's cheap, that is worthless. Yeah, like, spend the money and collect something you like. You'll be better with 30 games you really enjoy than 130 that you don't give a shit about. Yep. It uh, doesn't matter if your like your picture isn't even going to look that great. Like, okay, like you take that picture of the xbox wall but it'll be like cool you got like 10 xbox games you can show cool but if you have 30 solid games that you can show like once in a while that's gonna serve you a lot better than you know a giant i, wall I know instagram garbage. likes is a vain thing to base to base this kind it of thing is, on but i think one of my lowest do it my most liked picture on instagram is like i've got eight boxed nintendo games above my window it's just like mario zelda contra ninja gaiden and you know, that's the cool stuff to have. No one gives a shit about my full Xbox collection. It's freaking Xbox. Yeah, so. I'm like, I'm like, here's Outback Joey. What do you guys think of that? And there's like a few hardcore people like, oh, awesome. Like, look at this stupid thing. I've always wanted to see an Outback Joey. But that picture has like 36 likes on it or something. You're like, okay, cool. <laughs> no one gave a shit about Outback Joey. But that Mario 3 I posted, whew, thousands of likes. Outback Joey's not a waste of money. Don't. Don't tell our viewers I, that. I'm not saying that. We Outback know someone Joey's. with two Outback Joeys. That's how much right. of not a waste of money it is. Uh, no, that's a waste of money. Um, <laughs> Outback Joey is its own conversation. I don't think Outback Joey is a waste of money. I think that kind of stuff is uh, profitable in the, in the long run. 
Uh, anyways, let's uh, let's move on, Tyler. Tyler, take us to our next part. Uh, all right. How about fear of missing out? So overpaying for games in fear of raising prices. Does anyone remember like 2016, 2017? If you're the person who's like, oh man, KO Flying Squadron's $1,000. It's probably going to be $1,500 next year. I better buy it now before it goes up. You're the person that's contributing to that raising price that just keeps ballooning and ballooning until it eventually levels off, which I think, uh, you know, like half the consoles, it appears, have leveled off. But that's kind of your evidence that game prices don't raise indefinitely, just forever magically. So prices have finally started to come down a little bit lately. So just stop buying games because you think they'll never show up again. If there's that one game on eBay you want and it's a buy it now and it's $50 more than you want to spend on it. Just wait for it to show up at auction. Don't buy it now. Stop it. That's solid. And this is something I do. And it requires discipline. And it requires feeling bad sometimes for a minute. But when I'm in an open auction, I do have a set price. I'm like, this is what the game I think is worth. And I'm not bidding over that. I'm just not doing that. And then people are like, oh, well, you could have bid it up. And that like a, a game goes for $75. And my threshold was like, $80, but I didn't bid that 80 because I, I already knew the person ahead of me probably had like, you know, probably an 85 to $90 bid. I also don't want to spike that game's price. None of these games, like, especially on something that isn't super rare, don't spike the price of a game. Don't get into a bidding war because all that does is the next person goes to eBay. They say, oh, I have this uh, Turtles in Time I want to sell. Let me see what the last one sold for. Oh, that one sold for 90 Cool. I'm going to put it up for 95 or 90 as well. And then the price just reestablishes. But if I don't take it to that 80 or 90 you know, I'm like, oh, I stopped. Just let that person in front of me have it for 76 Then that next person's like, ooh, I only got like two bids. It only went to 76 Maybe I'll try 80 or best offer. And then I'm like, you know, I come in at like 70 or maybe only that 76 And then you set the price at a reasonable pace rather than, you know, just trying to push it into the sky but it does require discipline you gotta you gotta let some of them go yeah you definitely do unless i mean it, it's really got to be upper tier like you know nintendo world championships you know whatever like is super super rare like if you're missing out on a bonks adventure at auction there's gonna be more bonks adventures that is not a super rare game so yeah it's you know it, you if it's super rare then whatever sometimes you're just gonna pay whatever it costs but you know Mario 3, a Castlevania, anything anything that's just uncommon is coming back. Definitely don't drive the price. Like, don't fight people on common games. Gross. Definitely don't fight people on, like, those middle uncommon games that don't show up. Like, those I make sure I never put a price, like, on this $40 game that I'm kind of willing to pay, like, $80 for. I'll never put that 80 in there because I'm so scared that some guy's going to bid 81. It's like, oh, God, next time I buy this, I'm going to have to spend 90 on it, huh? Right, yeah, that's the problem. If you do this, you waste your money because you've you reestablished you you don't waste necessarily your money. You probably could have got it for cheaper, but you also waste everybody else's money, which is like almost twice as bad. Oh, I don't care about wasting other people's money. Oh, I, I that. that's you're getting rid of the money, your competition. That's the best part. Oh, Get that high yeah. from like, oh, I made that guy spend a hundred five dollars for that game worth seventy. Suck it, guy. I'm not paying that. Now, say I don't feel good about that. That's not what I'm about. That's that's garbage. You're the villain now. I don't. He outbid you. He he won it. Now you made him pay for it. I like that. No, no. Why why do I care? Why why would I care about that? There's going to be another one. I'll just he buy. He did harm cheaper. to me, so I did hard harm. He didn't. To him, okay? There's going to be more. <laughs> it's like 
we've we've recently had some like trolly people in the media Mondays too that come in and they think like, oh yeah, you feel bad or you're jealous. I'm not jealous of people in video game collecting. Just oh, I not. hope that guy's listening. No, I, I know that guy. It's, that guy was great because he he was like, "Oh, you don't have stadium events? You're so jealous." I oh no, he guy. came back. He came back and trolled again oh. uh, last week. And I was just like, "No, I I don't I don't get jealous of this kind of stuff. I I actually hope people get good deals and find good prices, and I hope you find it at a goodwill for five dollars. I'm not. I don't feel bad. I I'm happy for you. It's ridiculous. All right. The, um, the other thing that we have tying into fear missing out is don't try to guess what games are going to be rare in the future. I see the most recent thing I see, like, quote unquote, all the time is since at least the Wii and the Wii U is people trying to speculate on just dance games. They're like, oh, this is the last release. It's going to be super rare in the future. First of all, if the game's not even out and you already have an inkling that it's going to be valuable, there's other people thinking that and they're also going to stock up on the game, meaning it's not going to be valuable. And second of all, Just Dance has come out, like, there, it's been, like, three years now, and people are like, whoa, there's still a Just Dance game? There could easily be a Just Dance 2020 on the Wii. So, stop trying to speculate on rare games. You're going to waste more money on this than if you just buy actual rare games and hope that they appreciate, right? Yeah, don't, don't, well, I mean, that's just, you're wasting your money every time you buy a Just Dance game. Just move on. Collect for the Wii U, though biggest percentage of just dance games in any video game library how's that oh my god something on so bad and increasing over time too. i how know cool it's crazy um all right you got any more on that no don't okay. fear of missing out so let's talk about the next thing which is manufactured collectibles and here's here's what we mean by that think of the most collectible things you can across any medium and any of them that say limited edition on the front most of these are garbage. Let's talk about, uh, you know, our, our favorite, uh, the Mega Man repros, that Street Fighter repro. Yeah, that was ridiculous. Who would buy those? Yeah, who would buy those, Tyler? You tell me. Tell me who would waste the $100 on a game that doesn't cost $100 for the original. This is a fake collectible. It's not, it doesn't matter if it's limited. It's not actual, like, it's only collectible if you make it collectible. This is nonsense. Don't, like, I don't want to go too hard on this you guys have heard me rant about this plenty but this bullshit it, it's not a thing it's not a thing it doesn't imp- like if you just love Mega Man 2 and it's the last gem in your collection like put a little put a little sprinkling of fairy dust on the top of your collection make it look a little shinier cool whatever but it's not really collectible don't go out and just be like oh, I gotta grab that thing it's gonna be collectible the, this new wave of of fake new Super Nintendo games or retro games it's nonsense and bullshit. They, these aren't collectible. They're not a thing. Stop Stop insisting they are. Stop spending your money on them. Don't do it. Well, I mean, you look uh, at Action Comics number one, it says limited edition collector's first issue on it. And, you know, yeah. the T206 Honus Wagner card, that's the one. That's the special recall. He didn't really want to be in the cigarette pack baseball card. They said it right on the card, right? Yep. Yeah. Well, all the most expensive things always say limited edition on them. Yes. Yes. I mean, this is this this is really the whole reason I don't personally care about modern games at all, because it's just it's gone off the rails. Every every single game has a limited edition full of plastic bullshit and and statues and DLC and all that kind of stuff. And none of it is going to be worth anything in the future because they're just mass producing these huge boxes full of garbage. It's the comic craze of the 90s, but worse, because a comic book is super thin. You could shove a bunch of them in a box I don't know what people are going to do with these in the future because they're so huge. 
Yeah, I don't... There's so many bad... Like, if you think the special edition is cool and has... And you like the game and it has some cool stuff in it you like, by all means. Oh, yeah. Pick it up. Pick it up like that. It was made for you. But don't pick it up because you're like, well, I heard this is the limited edition. Oh, it's the Taco Bell PS3, PS4, whichever one Jesus, let's not go on that. But yeah, you're like, oh man, this limited edition Uncharted 2 came with a came with a statue and uh, Drake's coin. I like all that stuff. And like that set is actually kind of cool, except that box doesn't close right. It looks like a China cabinet. It's gigantic though. What, what are you doing with that thing? Where are you going to put it? It doesn't go anywhere. I know because I have one and I'm always like, I should throw this thing in the garbage and just keep this one coin because this is the only thing I really like about it. And plus, they're going to re- keep remaking Uncharted forever. So Uncharted 2 is going to be a game people can pick up anywhere. So they're not going to be like, well, this is the only Uncharted that anyone gives a shit about. So let's only buy this one. That's not how that's going to work. So my recommendation for how to not waste this money as much, because buying video games is a waste of money no matter what. But what you're buying, if it's a if it's collectible off the bat and it already has that collectability baked into the price, take that hundred plus dollars you're going to spend and buy something that's actually collectible. So... The obvious thing, the obvious analogy would be don't buy Mega Man 2 limited to however many I am 8-bit. Buy a really nice copy of Mega Man 2 on the NES. Yep. Take that same $100 and accomplish the exact same thing. And then you don't have a Mega Man 2 that says limited edition on the cover. And But hey, maybe it glows. Maybe. 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 So take that hundred dollars and put it towards the two hundred fifty dollars you're gonna spend on a glow in the dark Mega Man two cart. Just buy it off the bat. Don't take the risk of Alright. The yeah, <laughs> the latest thing is uh what's the latest thing? This uh there's this PS4 limited to fifty thousand. It's like a dark blue translucent thing. Some people are going nuts over it. They are. They're going it's all over. I've I've already been asked about it three times. Like everyone Okay, everyone who wants this has a PS4 already, right? So it's basically just a waste of money on a collectible for them? Well, it, it isn't if you have, like, the original PlayStation. If you don't have the Pro and you're upgrading, sure. And you like the way this looks? Sure, go ahead, knock yourself out. All right. Well, first of all, it's ugly. So everyone in there is denial. They're like, oh, it's so cool. No, it's ugly. Stop it. I am. I also don't like it. But, you know, that's $500 plus tax. Like, get a real PlayStation collectible. Get, like, a PS1 debugger, like a Net Euros or something that's, like, a really cool thing, like a showpiece in your collection, not this freaking see-through PS4. That's just how I feel. I don't know. Maybe you're well, more of a I fan mean, of PS4 and not PlayStation 1, Yeah. Right? Uh, well, yeah. So, I mean, keep it relevant to what they're collecting. I, I mean, if you if you care about that, look, maybe over time that will be a collectible, but uh, I don't think so. I mean, who knows? Consoles are hard to judge, and we're now in the, the age of special edition consoles. They're going to make so many different PS4 consoles. And I, I mean, I'm going to buy a new PS4 because I have the original. I'm going to buy a Pro, but I just keep on waiting on the right edition to come out. Like, I almost bought the God of War one. I was like, that looks pretty cool. But I waited. Now, like, the Kingdom Hearts 3 one's going to come out. And there's, oh, God, there's a better one coming. There's, like, the Spider-Man one coming. So I have to make a decision on which one I want. Right now, I have the Batman PS4, which I, I like a lot. I waited to buy that edition before I even bought into PS4. So that kind of tells you what's going on in the in the world of how many console editions are that I waited like 30 months and then got the edition I wanted. I think these are all ugly, so they're all just a waste of money to me. But that's okay. I'm biased. Sorry, everyone. I'm not giving you yeah. my unbiased opinion here. Yeah, like limited run games is another one that creates, again, it says limited on it. If 
Uh, yeah, like, I don't know how to feel about these. If the Switch is a collectible thing, then, yeah, maybe one day this will be all very hard to find. But will people care about them? I don't know. It's uh, What's the production It run will never be hard like? to find. It might be expensive, but it will never be hard yeah, to find. Yeah, it might be. Fair. You have to ask yourself on that one. Uh, I, I give people a pass on this a little bit, but in general... Anything that says limited is not for me. I think limited run game stuff, we've talked about this so much. I think some of it might be a quote-unquote good investment. It's hard to lose money on a lot of limited run game releases. You could pretty much get your money back on a lot of them. But if you just have a shelf where you've spent like $1,000 on 20 of their games that you don't care about just because they're limited, that is a huge waste of money. And I know, because I used to do that when limited run games was new. I basically would buy everything until like I think like Mutant Muds came out, and it was a dollar for the entire game on steam and they were selling it in two separate editions for, you know, $30 each. I'm like, wow, limited run games is just, this is just garbage. Limited run games are for set collectors only. Really? That's the only people who's going to care about these games in the future. And how many set collectors are there going to be for the switch? I don't know. I have no idea. Um, that's really hard to say on that front, but I agree with you. If you don't care about those and you're going to spend that much money, just think about what you could have used that on instead. Yeah. And I'm talking about, like, their anime games and stuff. If you don't care about, like, anime visual novels. Like, they come out with a cool game every once in a while. They Windjammers is a cool release. They're coming out with Golf Story. The seven different versions of Night Trap may be a little excessive. I do have them all, though. Because right. you're gross. <laughs> I actually don't have the, uh, the, uh, the Switch version of Night Trap. Uh, didn't, did that- didn't buy it. Did we did that ship yet? I don't I definitely bought I don't it. I don't so. know if I have it yet. I don't know what's supposedly shipped from them. Uh like I think I have one shipment from them and that's like their their first Switch release. And I have not seen anything else. Oh, you've only bought their Switch games? Uh well, no, I I stopped buying all the other stuff. So, right. I I'm buying in on some of the Switch games but not all of them. Okay, I I don't think I yeah, Night Trap's the first Switch game I bought. They haven't been interesting to me. I'm waiting for that Golf Story. I'm real excited about that one. Yeah, everyone was really up on Golf Story, so I'm I'm kind of interested in buying that. Um, here's another thing: just if you are a, if you're buying limited run games, here's one of the things they've changed their model to a little bit. They've done this thing where they've putting Switch games up for pre-order, and they allow like a two-week pre-order period. And they usually put up two games like within that pre-order. So like Friday, one goes up, and then the other one leaves the next Friday. But you can buy both and save on some shipping. So there you go. There's a don't waste your money on shipping. Consolidate when you can. That's just general good advice uh, for life of a video game collector. Try and consolidate when you can. If a game is $1 more expensive from one eBay seller, but you've got stuff in your cart from this one, or it's like the one you have in your cart is a dollar more expensive than some other guy, but you can consolidate the shipping, you might save money there. So, you know, look at that kind of stuff if it matters to you. Yeah, so money-saving tip, like, garbage on a console. If you are going to collect the garbage, which you shouldn't, but if you are going to, like we do, don't use eBay. Go to, like, eStarland or JJ Games or sites like that. For games that are, like, $3, you load up on them there and get free shipping. That's usually a better deal than trying to buy them individually off eBay, if online is the only way you purchase things. Yeah. Or if you're or Johnny and you have sure. social skills, go to a forum and then just try to get a bulk deal. But I don't. I like dealing with emotionless storefronts. Yep. I like talking to people. That's why we I have don't. a podcast. Yeah, no, this podcast, I gotta talk to you. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, just insult the people more. Anyways, Tyler, why don't you move us on? Johnny, what? Uh, how do you feel about uh, reproduction and aftermarket thing? Well, I don't know. Did you put the aftermarket there? No. Okay. I, I wrote you reproduction did. slash aftermarket, not just games, but also games. So what I'm specifically talking about, things like universal game cases, you know, Ugh. print out things. Like, I think not only are those a huge waste of money, they're like over a dollar each, right? Sometimes they're like $10 people are charging for this garbage. It's like, Do not pay that money. Blech. It makes your shelf look worse. It takes up room you don't need, and it costs money. I don't understand. Take all the money that you would spend on universal game cases and put it towards, you know, 10 real nice boxes for your highest end games or your favorite games. I don't, I don't understand universal game cases at all. If you can do it for a dollar and you're only going to do it for like 30 games, but I've seen people do whole sets. I saw someone do it for the Virtual Boy, and I was like, that looks cool, but it, there's only like 13 games, so whatever, and it was a lot cheaper than buying the boxes, if you was need it, that was look. Was it Stefan that you saw do that? It was Stefan, yeah. <laughs> look, I try to avoid saying his name. Okay? I No, so, I like bringing him up, because he's like, oh, I got mentioned three times on the latest Collector's Quest. Just look, let's make him find it. Right. Jesus. Yeah, we don't need to, the ego, uh, the ego <laughs> stuffing for him right now just let let it go anyways yeah i saw that one time and i thought it looked good um and i've seen some people with like not fishy face games god uh wiggy wigatron on um rose colored gaming he does some cases and i saw him put some of his like they can look nice that's not that's not the issue it's can they look nice sure if you're gonna have a curated collection you want to do that because super nintendo games are super expensive with the box but like don't do it for don't buy a universal game case for like $10 on a game that's complete like $30. Don't that's those universal game cases are never going to have value to anyone else. So, you know, you're not, you're just not going to get a return on any kind of investment there. I there was a, a Craigslist posting recently where a guy was selling a full N64 collection in universal game cases. And the posting said $1,000 plus worth of universal game cases. And I'm like, Oh, that sounds like $0 plus to everybody else. Yep. My opinion is that when I see that, you're hiding the real collectible inside this printout box. So I just, I don't understand it. Most games have end labels, and they look great on a shelf just naked. Not to mention not they N- take up less. Not N64. I'm okay getting stickers. Get It's like $20 for a full set of N64 stickers. They look great. Also, yeah, you just buy the little plastic boxes that the cart's going to protect them, because that's a good investment. And then you put the sticker on it. Then it looks good protect them you don't need to protect n64 games no one no one you really do. wants to protect them well protect the labels like f- bashing into each it's other it's not like you're ever going to slide it out of the shelf again so whatever that's that's true <laughs> what about repros tyler uh are those I'm are those good sure money? <laughs> we all know reproduction games hacks translations all that none of that actually adds value to your collection nope you can play that on a flash cart or an emulator just as easily ex- with like extreme rare exceptions like the legend of link you can't play that on a flash card because it's freaking huge. So you do have to get a reproduction. You have to like, you have to kill like a gem fire or something to make that like, whatever, if that's what you need to do, if it's cause you actually need to play it, then fine. You can own that. And th- I guess that's valuable. Not really, but don't spend your money on fake crap Buy less real crap rather than more fake crap. That's that. There's the one sentence that I needed to say. Yeah. And I'm for some repros, but I won't tell you that it adds any value to my collection. Uh, it adds some aesthetic appeal to my collection. I like 
oh, hey, I like this game. It didn't come out. I like to complete a series, so I bought this because I thought it was cool. But I have no illusions that it uh, increases the value of my collection at all. I should have just saved that money and bought something else. It would have been a better value. But again, value is something that you decide yourself. But just don't expect it to be valuable to anyone else. If it's valuable to you, great. But don't expect that to translate out. Also, reproductions don't not hurt anyone so long as you don't sell it. Eventually, those games make it back out into the wild. Just thought I'll say that because someone's probably listening to this podcast who hasn't heard that before. And they think like, oh, if I just buy repros and keep them for myself. It's not like that game gets destroyed whenever your collection ceases to be in your possession. That game will get back out there somewhere. It's just going to cause a hassle. I realize the the ship has sailed. You know, in 50 years, if everyone dies and all their games are out there, it's going to be reproduction hell for everyone. But yeah, uh, you know, repros uh, are bad in general. Yeah. So what I meant by re- like the repros I have are mainly like Japanese games that are translated um, into English on like the Super Nintendo, like RPGs, just because I like to collect RPGs. But that's Again, for me, that's not for the value. So, like, my Bahamut Lagoon, whatever, I have a card of that and a box. But that has, like, very little value to anyone else. Yep. So, All right. Let's uh, let's talk about homebrews, Tyler, and how much money you've wasted. You know, you should uh, probably buy every NES homebrew because they're the rarest NES games. Categorically, the rarest NES games. Forget stadium events. Forget probably NWC Gold, I think, is probably rarer than homebrews but you know even nwc gray more common than a lot of homebrews so yeah huge so waste homebrews, of money they're super rare and your collection will be awesome yeah they're a huge waste of money you can probably play them via other mediums if you want to play them again this doesn't translate into if you want to play a thing then go ahead but don't expect that other people are going to find value. It doesn't really enhance the value of your collection. Uh, if you buy them just because someone said it was limited or, oh, man, this is really rare. If you bought it because you thought it was cool and you liked it, that's one thing. But if you bought it because you thought you know, it might go up in value or people are going to think it's really rare, that's a fucking waste of money. Stop it. That's garbage. Don't do that. You're just take that money and shove it at something that's actually, we're going to keep saying this a lot, but <laughs> spend it on something that's actually rare or something that's actually worth something. Well, homebrews are actually rare, but they're not actually worth something or desirable. And so I've got an example. I hate- But uh, homebrew can be remade. Anyone can go oh, remake yeah, it. yeah, definitely. So it's not, not like, it's not rare. It's not rare. There's, it's- it They ends won't, in unless it's a battle kid. You know, they're not going to remake uh, that penguin game that I just bought. <laughs> sure. But what I'm saying is like, oh, uh, cool. That game is awesome. Um, oh, do you have like copywriter? Can you stop me from it? No, no. I'm. Oh, so this guy stopped making them, but there's still people who want to buy it. So I'm going to go for $15, make about, you know, a hundred more. No, I'm talking, like I only, I'm talking about buying homebrews from the people who made the game, not just like random pirates. They're like, I'm going to put a box around this Japanese release and call it my own release. That's I know, but people, ridiculous. No, but people do. It happens on both, right? So what? I've seen I've plenty never of, seen yeah. a pirated homebrew release. Well, I've seen uh, ones uh, that Battle are like, Kid? I've seen, seen copies of Battle, Battle Kid. Yes, I've seen pirated Battle Kids. All right, well, that's a super common game. You can't even find the ROMs for these homebrew games because, like, no one bought them to begin with, and the people who bought them are like the people who want to support the them. game, so they're not going right. to just release the ROMs. Sometimes they do. I've seen people on NA like, "Hey, check out the ROM here." All right. Well, Maybe that's a mistake. To, Anyways, I lo- I love giving anecdotes about how not desirable homebrew is, even though I, l- I freaking love homebrew. It's it's the best, but. 
Lucky Penguin on Nintendo Age, there was a, an auction for the only, maybe the only 50 copies that we produced. I think the first 15 were limited edition, the last 35 were the regular edition. And only like 35 of them out of 50 even got bids at all. So even a game that's limited uh, to 50 did, for, didn't sell out. So that's yep. how desirable homebrew is. I like that the 15, the first 15 are limited editions as opposed to the other ones. Those aren't limited at all. Those ones are super common. I th- it would have been funny if less regular editions sold than limited. It's right. pretty close. Uh, so, so serial. Uh, yeah, don't like that kind of stuff. All right. Um, here's a big one. And uh, guilty as charged. Inadequate condi- condition on games. You bought like a shitty one. Because it was cheap, you bought one without a box, though you want a box. You bought it without a manual, even though you know you want the manual. If you do this, you are probably throwing away money, especially if you're like, uh, and this is this is me. Uh, you know, I'll I'll find a manual eventually. Don't worry about it. And then like that eventually is six years later, and you're like, God, the manual is now more expensive than the whole fucking thing was gem mint complete six years ago. Why didn't I just spend the other six dollars? What's up, growl on Sega Genesis? <laughs> yep look we've all been there sometimes a good deal is like a super good deal and like replace it more quickly than not um but yeah don't 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 do it to yourself like especially for for games you like really care about if they're complete it, it's not worth it and any thoughts on that tower it's financially not worth it because it, it's becoming more of a thing as, as like video game madness over the past five years five six years i don't know how long it's been Condition is starting to matter a lot, lot more in terms of price. Like it used to be, you know, like, oh, this is a $40 game. Now it's like, oh, it's $35 in bad condition. It's $65 in really nice condition. So if you hold out and you spend a little bit more money for a much nicer copy, it usually will end up financially in your favor. And if you ever need to sell it, it is, what, 100 times easier to sell like a 9 out of 10, 10 out of 10 game than it is to sell even like a 6 out of 10 because people don't, yeah. they don't want to gouge on the end label. Even if there's just like, oh, it's, they're like a centimeter scratch on the end label. They're like, oh yeah, I'm just going to pass over that. I don't care at any price. I don't want that because it's going to be like a stain on my collection. Also, let's go into the theoretical land of the bubble bursts and everyone's pitching their collection. There's still going to be game collectors out there uh, like myself. And do you think when there's a sea of games flooding the market that I'm going to be buying a bad condition one? When there's a lot available, no, I'm going to be buying the nicest copy I can find. Yeah. And as people upgrade, like a lot of people have kind of quote unquote everything they want and they're going to start upgrading like, oh, my Dragon Warrior 2 box is in kind of beat up shape. I want to go for a 10 out of 10 box. So you're going to see like the prices on 10 out of 10 things are going to start being like multiple times more than an average condition one. Because that's how every other collectible works. Coins, comics, cards, everything. Those 10 out of 10 ones, you know, order magnitude more. Yep, and I, look, I've started doing that. I know Tyler has. Look, we're we're guilty of this, and we're also feeding the cycle. So, uh, buyer beware. What? What? How are we feeding the cycle? Because we're spending more on we, the good stuff. That I mean, the good stuff is no. We we bought stuff that was bad. Oh, we oh, are yeah, yeah, upgrading. Like we are the people actually doing this. We can tell you it's a waste because we are the people feeding the cycle that are happening. We're going to enact this. We're going to bring this into reality, whether you want us to or not. It's it's happening. And don't imagine so. that your mindset's going to stay the same, because even like two years ago, I was like, ah, Sega Genesis manuals, they, they cost more than the games in the box. I'm just going to get boxed Genesis games. And now I'm like, oh, man, I regret that. I really should have just got the manuals for more money. 
and Especially then the Genesis games. Yeah. And then also when I was collecting Xbox, it, it wasn't that I didn't want the manuals. I'm just like, oh, this is a really good deal. Even without the manual, I'm going to get it and get the game later. And then when I f- finished the set without manuals, it's just such a nightmare. It's like, God, I got to find 130 manuals. Man, I would have paid any amount of money for me to not have to do this right now. Just the, yeah, the time, just the time suck. That's the other thing. And the mental yeah, block, it, it's like, uh, oh, they're all here, but they're not complete. Oh, it's just the worst. And then that caused me to overpay for manuals because I'm like, oh, I really just want to finish this already. And you would have just saved money had you bought it complete the first time. Yep. But I probably saved two bucks by not buying the manuals, so you know. Oh, congratulations. I've been there as well. <sighs> Sigh. Tyler, let's move on. All right. What else What else you got for us? I got a personal one. Oh, Johnny, you removed one of mine. All right, anyway, I got a personal one. Uh, 90s arcade games are a huge waste of money. Don't buy 90s arcade games. I know this because I went to an auction and I brought back a U-Haul of 90s arcade games. And I'm going to call a 90s arcade game... Anything where you can insert a quarter to continue and not lose any progress, those are all completely worthless for home use. And yes, I mean Simpsons. Yes, I mean Turtles in Time. You are going to play through that once. Know your friends are never going to come over to play with you. Maybe once they'll come over, you know, they'll play Turtles. It's not going to be like, oh, Friday night, let's go play Turtles. Arcade games are fun when you can put a quarter in, see how far you can get, and then keep getting better at the game. If you can put a quarter in and just keep continue through the game, you're going to blow through it. And it's like, oh, all right, I finished it. So that's kind of my personal one. They have no replay value. Yeah. Well, as far as replay value, here's the thing. If you are, if you are buying something like that, know that you're buying it for the aesthetic, not for the gameplay, probably because you're not, you aren't going to get your 5,000 or $2,000 worth of value out of that thing because you're going to play it that much. That's probably not happening. You probably should have just bought a MAME in that case, if that's what you're looking for. So know that you're buying it because you like the thing and you like the way it looks. I can safely say that when I bought my Batman Data East pinball, that was what was going on because it's not such a compelling pinball board that I'm like, you know what? I got to play pinball, this all you can, the time. You can always do better in pinball, Johnny. Pinball is a great thing to buy. What are you talking well, about? Look, I'm just saying, like, as far as the Data East one, I love the way it looks. I think that thing looks awesome. I love the art design on that pinball machine and on the board. I like everything about that. It's also great at parties because kids come by and, like, we have a bunch, we have like 30 people over. That thing's rocking the whole time. It's great for that. But if that's not what your lifestyle is, then, you know, consider whether you want to do that. Anyways, that that's just kind of like a one-off that, like, I see people who are like, oh, yeah, I bought these three main, or I bought these three arcades, now I got to get rid of them. Damn it. I never used them. Yeah. So if you want to buy an arcade game, play it in MAME, you know, three times back to back and see if you would ever actually do that again in real life. I think 80s arcade games are great. Like I could play, you know, Zookeeper or Donkey Kong like over and over because the games last five minutes. But I don't know. That's just my thing. Also, my yeah. other thing that you deleted was... Uh, That's not a thing. Don't uh, don't buy Nintendo no. World Championships when you could buy no. Stadium Events instead. The most desirable no. NES game. No, no. I took it off because it's stupid and you're wrong. <laughs> uh, boom. Done. Over. We're not even going to dignify that. Okay. So let's talk about stuff that nobody collects. And why are you... Are, that's uh, a different episode. Oh, that's a... Oh, I thought you were saying that, though... Because I agree. That oh, <laughs> wasting money on... Palm OS games is the one after that. And you're yeah. like, oh, yeah, no one should buy Palm yeah, OS games. Yeah you, should, yeah, you should not buy that or retro PDAs or... Uh, <laughs> there's some other stuff in Old there. Old educational that, handhelds like VTech. That yeah. would be a great episode, Johnny, now that we've just yeah, given that away. People want to yeah. know about those VTech games. 
Okay. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll save that. But this is like the main stuff, but I, I do have some other things to add into this at the end of this episode. Okay. All right. Here it goes, guys. And I know some of you aren't going to like this. Amiibos, stop buying them. Unless you like think they are actually cool and they look good. Will they be valuable one day? Maybe. I mean, who knows? I, I think some How of them they could possibly be? be valuable. There's so could, many Amiibos. Could, I know. There's so many. So unless you actually think they're cool, and I think Amiibos are cool. I like Amiibos. I don't like them to play games with them. I just think that I like little statues. I like little figures. I think on that front, they look awesome. They're cool. They're like ten dollars and they're like these little statues of of nintendo icons that i enjoy so pick them up for that reason but don't because you think they're collectible perlers guys perlers <laughs> perlers perlers all that kind of etsy uh, crap that if it's uh, like ten dollars on etsy and you're just clogging your shelves up with that it's like oh god oh, I, there god, could be I, games uh, in front of my eyeballs and you covered it all up with this just like homemade crafty mario crap I saw a girl with Triforce Perler earrings. I was just like, why? Oh, you spent like $20 on that. Blah. She probably wasn't a collector. Uh, yeah. Look, if you again, if you like one or two for your favorite series, but don't be like, oh, I got to get all these Perlers. But that's not real. Look, support people who are creative and create things. I like that. That's why I think Etsy's cool. Um, people who actually craft sweet jewelry. And I have friends who do this of awesome stuff that you want to support that franchise and creators. Awesome. But don't don't buy that stuff just to be like, I'm tacking this onto the collection. This is a collectible. That's not a collectible. That's some you buy those things because you like them. They're not collectible. Okay. You're not gonna resell those. Those are, hey, that looks cool as like a sweet addition onto the shelf, but don't expect that that adds value uh, into your collection. Because it does not, because that was a thing you personally liked and bought. But that doesn't mean if you ever had to move everything that the person buying it will ever give a shit about it. And that's really what we're talking about here. Yep. I think all that little crap is just terrible. I, mean, I don't like well, any that, kind of little statues. That, that's a personal opinion, but, you know. I just yeah, that's why. Like that. Strategy want guides. Uh, what about strategy guides? What a waste. Don't do it either. Some people really like them for some reason. They're like, oh, so, it's an art book. I'm like, no, it's not. You're it's hard it to get shelf. rid of. <laughs> yeah. Also, art books for games. Uh, CD soundtracks for games. Just Johnny, knock that shit off. I sold an Uncharted 2 art book for like over $600. It was Are awesome. you fucking kidding me right they now? Made, they made a limited to 200 Uncharted 2 art book and it cost like $300 to buy it originally. And I Why told you people like, dude, get in on this. Uncharted 2 is one of the best games ever made. Somebody's going to want this in 10 years. And everyone told me that I was an asshole. And like a year ago, I sold it for $600. I'm like, ha! Ah! I did it. Yeah, but you. How long did you keep it? Yeah, no, I know. I, I had it. I had it basically unread for all that time. But I, I got to yeah, that's through the it other, once. That's the other thing. Anything don't, you buy, don't yeah, don't like. That's not great. That one. That was but a fun one. If you buy something, remember that everything you buy rents space in your house. It costs costs money or space to be there. So everything you own gets gets to own a little spot of your house, a little spot of you. So. Uh, as someone with things that are, uh, that I'm just like, God, I don't care about this at all. I know it's worth $10, but I think I'd rather have this space back than $10. Um, I've thrown some things away that, that people would cry about, but, uh, I want that space more than those things. And you might get to that point. So be conscious when you buy stuff like this. And that's what this episode is really about trying to identify the areas, which, you know, you could tighten up and just, have cooler, sweeter collectibles rather than the stuff that people won't actually care about and will be hard to get rid of, even though you thought it was worth money. 
so uh, a point with that, with the space, I started collecting PC big box games, you know, like last year, I think. And there's yeah, no you full made a mistake. Se- there's no full set of PC games, but I'm so used to just buying everything. Uh, and not I, I knew that there's no full set. I wasn't buying like total garbage, but I'm just like, let's just buy, you know, everything that's really good. And it turns out over the past 40 years, there's been a lot of very good PC games. So even though I have like 200 games, it's like taken over my house. You really got to if you're collecting big box PC games, you have to be curated as hell. Like I've got all these Ultima games like I don't even care about Ultima. I've only played the first Ultima game, but I have like all these freaking Ultima games because everyone's like, oh, yeah, Ultima's so cool. Forget, don't collect PC big box games. Just get Doom, get Diablo and just be done with it. I want like 10 PC games. The Wizard School ones, the Elvira ones, and um, like Grim Fandango, some of the Lucas uh, Arts ones. That's it. Done. Yeah, don't go crazy on that. Anyways, Tyler, let's move to the second half of the show. Tyler, we say second half, but it's like the second one-tenth. Yeah. Um, what are you buying and what are you playing? Well, Johnny, speaking of wasting money... Uh, I did pick up Shelley Duvall's A Bird's Life on the 3DO. Woo. That's uh, that's right. Collector's, Collector's Quest. Quest Classic. Yep. Uh, we should get a sticker that says, I bought <laughs> Shelley Duvall's A Bird Life. Like, I'll, I'll make a button. Yeah, I got I to gotta put that in. I kind of want to see what it's about. It looks like a children's cartoon. It's like a musical. It, it It's a trip, it looks like. Uh, the only good thing that All I right. bought that I can think of is a uh, a complete copy of Earthworm Jim 2, which I paid a lot of money for. What do you think that's worth? Earthworm for what system? Uh, Genesis. Genesis. Uh, like really nice box. Nice the cardboard poster. box version. Yeah. Uh, you probably paid seventy dollars for it. I paid like over eighty for it. Really? So, um, yeah. I mean, it was like I, I put out my like. All right, I'm I'm sick of losing auctions for this kind of price on it. So I probably did overpay a little for it. But uh, you definitely. Yeah, did. Earthworm Jim Two. I feel like that's a pretty common game, right? Yeah. I guess not. All right. And speaking of uh, wasting even more money, I bought four Gamecom games, four sealed Gamecom games. Oh, ew, why? Uh, Resident Evil 2 and then like three game shows, basically, or something, just because they all came as a set. Because uh, they were would, like $10 uh, each. It was less would, than $10 each, I think. Why would you do this? I'm like, hey, this? Resident Evil 2 on Gamecom is $10? All right, that sounds fun. What is the matter with you? Because, you know, I just, I just, uh, I'm a vacuum for games that I, I don't need. I could have had that $40 to spend on something I actually wanted, and now I've got uh, some blister packs of Gamecom games. Okay, I'll tell you some, in the spirit of telling you about things I wasted money on as well, uh, not following our own advice for this episode, I bought these pins, because uh, I think they're cool. I, again, didn't buy these because I think they add any value, but I bought a Zero the Kamikaze Squirrel pin, an Arrow the Acrobat 2 pin, and an Arrow the Acrobat pin. These are E3 pins from back in the day, and I think they're sweet because I like little pins. Uh, I like That's the working cool. design ones, and I like to. Do, I, it's nice because they're not very big, and they fit in the box. Like I put these in the Genesis boxes, so I just closed them up, and you know when I open that game, it's there, and I think they're cool. But I, I, I don't think anyone should go out and buy those. Also, I really like those games. I like that whole series, and that that is a series of games. If you didn't know, those are all connected. But yeah, I like them a lot. Unfortunately, when you open those boxes, the manual is going to be turned around upside down. So you're going to be like, oh, I really wish I could see the art on this manual without taking it out. And no, it you around. just, you can just, you can also just flip it upside down just so the spine is to the right. So you don't damage your spines on your very expensive Genesis manuals. Dummy. Okay. Oh, dummy. dummy. Yeah, dummy. Do it right. I also bought, the, I bought that Airbuster glove, which I know people don't care about. What? That's a cool thing. Who yeah, doesn't care but, about that? But I mean, again, 
again, things that like aren't necessarily like, is that a waste? Are, are we, is that in waste zone? Did I waste money? Did you spend like more a than a hundred? I don't know what that cost. Was that like more no. than a hundred dollars? No, it was not. It was like uh, $70 and I had a promo going on. So it was like 60 bucks. All right. I mean, and I don't I know what that's cool. worth, but that's a cool thing. I think that's one I, of the more well-known, like weird mail away things in the Sega Genesis. Yeah, it didn't have the letter, which is why it was cheap. It normally goes for over 100 with the letter. And then Stefan bought one with the letter because he copied against <laughs> me. It's the talented Mr. Stefan over here. He's like copying me. Copycat Stefan. Love you, guy. But Dude, when are you going to get all the Odyssey games? Come on. I'm never buying all the Odyssey games. No, I'm talking games. to Stefan here. Oh. I'm like, oh. I've yeah, got something Ste- you don't, Stefan. Got to get all those Odyssey games. There's only 40-something, 49 of them. Do I'm it. just saying, if I bought all the Odyssey games, then Stefan definitely would. Well, then he's never going to because you're not yeah, that not guy. Ever, never buy. But if you sent me yours just as a joke, I could be like, I bought this whole set, and I bet we could get him. We're gonna get you, Stefan. Oh, there you go. That's a great idea. I'll bring him to Portland, which I am coming to. Hey, I'm hey, gonna we're see going to Portland. Whoever's there at Portland, I'll be there. Yay! Yay! We will be there until you'll be there till uh, late Sunday, and I'll yes. be there till Monday morning. Then I'm flying out to elsewhere after that i don't go home i i turn around and leave to go somewhere else my wife will miss me it's it's not like people are gonna be able to meet you monday morning so you could just say we're gonna be there friday through sunday if you wanted to get breakfast i could have breakfast with you all right well if you wanted to get beers i like stella artois come find us there and uh that'll be fun we will, we will have some fun. Uh, and sorry for the lack of episodes. Should have said that up front. But if you guys have been paying attention to Media Monday or anything, or if you heard through the grapevine, yeah, my PC just decided it hated life and killed itself. It uh, just... The motherboard died. So Yeah, and then g- you, you game, went out and you over. bought a new power supply, and that didn't fix it. Yeah, well, I didn't know it was the motherboard. I'm like, uh, power didn't come on. Must be the power supply, right? <laughs> That's best-case scenario thinking. Oh. <laughs> Oh, God, why isn't the power supply working? I was like, What's a multimeter? I guess I, How do you check that kind of thing, Johnny? Uh, well, I didn't think to test that. And then I, and then I just plugged it in and then uh, arced the two, the, the ground and the positive wire. And the fan came on. I was like, mm, this power supply is still good. Damn it. So. It sure looks like a wah, piece of wah, crap. Wah, Your wah. new one looks awesome, probably. Nope. Right. It looks way worse. I bought like a $500 computer. What do you want from me? I don't know, Johnny. Know. We're in this age where we've got real-time ray tracing on our graphics cards now, and you're like, yeah, I bought this $500 computer. It's got a Pentium 4 in it. I don't know. It browses uh, the internet. No, it's like the first time I've bought an AMD chip, which felt weird. Ooh, you got that Ryzen? Yeah, I got a Ryzen 7 in this thing. I think that's Whew. actually better if you don't play games, so hey. I, I And I don't. Well, the like the other thing, like there was a... It's got, oh god, well, like an RX 550, I think like the 580 is out right now or something for that so it doesn't even have it's not like a gt x uh, like 1067 i think they're 1080s out now the problem with graphic cards right now if you if you guys are uninformed is they're all like super expensive right now largely because people are like crypto mining and uh have spiked graphic card prices so it's kind of like i don't want to spend all this money on a graphics card oh they just announced their new ones their highest one now is a thousand dollars and i'm oh I want to know if it's good. There's no benchmarks for it yet, but I'm so in the market for a new graphics card. $1,000 for graphics cards. The most expensive graphics card ever for consumers, probably, but it's probably going to be real good. But see, that's why I think it's just artificially inflated right now because of all these people who are 
who are mining right now. So also watch out if you try to buy used graphic cards. Here's some computer advice from uh, us. Yeah, be careful because people who mine, it does damage graphic cards. Okay, or it can. We'll say it can, not that it definitely does. And if those things, uh, the load that's going on when you are mining is very heavy. It's like a 100% load all the time on your graphic card. So one, it's a lot of electricity. Two, it's just like spinning that uh, that GPU the whole time. So I think uh, NVIDIA, they overproduced the 1080s because of the mining craze. That's the theory, I think. There's no like confirmation, obviously. But uh, there's a lot of 1080s out there, and they're new uh, because they made too many. So they just announced these recent ones. And I think part of the reason the price is so high on the new ones is because they're like, we got to sell these 1080s. So we want people to be like, oh, that new one's too expensive. And they're going to go buy the last generation cards because they have so many of them sitting on the shelves. Ah, yeah, because they're like $500 for those ones, 580 or something. Between like 439 I mean, depending on like how much flash you get on the end of your graphic cards. But I didn't know this whole craze had happened where everything lights up now. They're like, do you want your memory card to light up? I was like, oh, no, yeah. I don't. I don't give a shit if my like i shove this in a hole and i don't look at it again like i don't care if it flashes 30 colors and they're like then your keyboard like it'll wave to your keyboard and then to your mouse and then you put a light behind your monitor i was like i i'm not doing this oh ada got the rgb mouse rgb keyboard rgb ram rgb uh graphics card and then as soon as i set it up she's like how do do i turn all this off how do i just make it white (laughs) so yep i didn't tell her how to turn off the ram i think the ram looks too cool yeah, see, and how much? How much was Ada's computer? Twenty four, twenty eight hundred. How much you go? Twenty four. Jesus, it was fifteen hundred all told. Fifteen hundred all told, and like yeah, four hundred of that was just a ten eighty. So yeah, yeah, I was, I was almost there. I was like, ah, I'm just gonna do it. And then I was like, everything with the graphic cards was going on. I'm like, I'll just wait. This thing's five hundred bucks. It'll get me. It'll cycle me through for a little while, and then I'll. Yeah, but also like the oven broke, and then we had a plumber out here. And I got to put. Like, our cars need new tires. I'm just like, what is going on? Why are all these sudden, like, weird expenses coming up? So, Johnny, when was the last time you were a PC gamer? Is um, the answer never? No, that's not true. Uh, the last time I was actually a PC gamer, and that's not a true PC gamer, but I played WoW very heavily, and I played City of Heroes and City of Villains quite a lot. Okay, so like R.I.P. City of Heroes. Yeah, man, I miss City of Heroes so bad. If they they redid City of Heroes, I would be buying a new rig immediately. Like, I would basically be throwing this thing in the garbage and be like, all right, let's fucking do this. I need to be able to play on the highest specs. I, I need to see all of this. Yeah, it would and be this, an instant turnaround. This 144 hertz life, Johnny, it's it's pretty great. You need to get the 144 hertz monitor and, and all the hardware to drive it. Piece of game is real good now. Yeah. I know oh, you're the, playing like all these like shooters on consoles. If you're playing on PC, they'd be so smooth. I don't have look. I didn't play as a kid, so I if you tell me to WASD, I'm just like, what is you can this? Plug a controller. Like, <laughs> why don't why don't my hands work? But yeah, but then what do I want to be the guy trying to play with the can? Yeah, you'll lose, but you can play. Right, you exactly. You're terrible so anyway, Johnny, it doesn't matter. So why don't I just go on a console where I can be decent? <sighs> Right, it doesn't make any sense, and then I can sit on my most comfortable couch in a huge screen and in 4K, and like it can all be beautiful. It's fake 4K. It's console 4K. Come on. Okay. Anyways, that's why, and yeah, I just hate the feeling of not like my hands just like, why are you so worthless? And like banging them on the ground, like work, damn you. 
Yeah, it's it's terrible. Johnny, why don't you play a DC Universe Online? That's still going strong. Ugh. <laughs> Johnny, why is We're everything rubs. DC makes just the worst? I, I don't know. So sad. That's that, like Ugh. all their animated stuff is so good though. I, yeah, I don't it know is. why they can't do anything else. Just DC, please stick to that. You're so bad at everything. Like Batman movies were pretty good until they got to the third one. Batman 89 and Returns were fine. Uh, you know, then they got the Joel Schumacher ones, and those were t- like they just constantly messing it up. Still haven't made a good Superman movie. Please don't tell me Superman two is good. I know someone out there is like Superman two and Super. No, that was garbage. No, okay, Superman you can like Christian. I mean, I oh. like the Joel Schumacher Batman movies too. I'll take stupid oh, over dark and boring because that's oh, what DC God. stuff is now. Uh, no, but some of the DC stuff should be dark, but it can be dark and interesting. Like, look at the Dark Knight. Like, Dark Knight is a super interesting uh, movie. It's compelling. It has a good script. It's well acted. You just, you get these moments of, like, just dumb. Like, Wonder Woman was fine. It was, like, but then you get stupid and also dark, which is the problem. Like, Suicide Squad? What was that? Why was that a thing? Everything they make just seems like a mess. Yeah, it uh, just, everything feels rushed to me. You know... Ben Affleck wasn't a great choice on Batman. It didn't pan out. Anyways, that's nothing. We've just not talked about collecting games for like 15 minutes. Hope you guys enjoyed all that. Yeah. All right. Uh, did you play anything? Because I uh, played some Octopath. How's that's Octopath? What I Is that need- Are you less frustrated with that stupid boss battle? I ha- still have not beat that boss battle, but I haven't put that it's much time It's been like two in. weeks. I know I I went off and I started doing other stuff because it's like a chapter two quest. So I've I've got like three more characters now. I almost have everybody. So I've just been doing other things. Right. And I've been like leveling up those characters because they're all like level one nothings. All right. I've been playing uh I, I beat Popful Mail on the PC ninety eight. So it grew on me. It's a it is a piece of garbage. Don't PC ninety eight games like they can't scroll. So oh. But it's more or less the same game as Popful Mail and the Sega CD, just in like an 8-bit style with, you know, some rearranged bosses and things like that. But all the levels the same for the most part, the quests are the same. So you could do it without reading Japanese, except for a couple parts where they changed the quests around a little bit and I couldn't read Japanese. So, you know, I got stuck for four hours running around talking to every NPC in the game, kind of. But yeah, that game, that game's pretty good. I made a YouTube video of the final boss because... You know, I might be the first person to ever beat this game in English, you know, in America. Obviously, that's not true, but there's no fact. There's no discussion on any forum about this game. There's no YouTube videos except for, like, the first level. I honestly didn't know it existed until you told me. Oh, it's got good music. So, yeah, PC-98. Probably never going to play a PC-98 game willingly again. That was for yeah. the Game TZ game of the month. It was Popful Mail, and it's like, oh, I just beat Popful Mail, so I played the PC-98 version. Assuming it would be shorter and easier, because it's like this stupid 8-bit version, and I know Working Designs makes their games harder for America, and it was, like, way longer than it took me to beat the Sega CD version, so. Okay, I think that wraps it up. Any final notes, Tyler? You want to talk about Blonde Justice? So I watched Blonde Justice on the 3DO, and it's maybe the worst thing I've ever seen. Because uh, I, I got that in. I don't know if I said I, I got that. No, you didn't say you got that. Oh, okay. If you want to watch, it's not porn. It's not softcore porn. It's more of a... 
You know LSD on PlayStation? Imagine if LSD took place at a strip club with cops. Because there's not really any nudity in it. If you want to watch the worst vivid interactive 3DO game, I think Blonde Justice is it. Okay, I don't, and no one else should either. Oh, okay. Cool. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, no, that's like pretty much all the stuff that I got in was... uh, but I said junk that you don't care about. Yeah, I got cotton for, uh, but I already showed that uh, for the Turbo Graphics CD. That was cool. But I, all of my money has been being eaten by other things, as you guys have just heard me dictate. So, boohoo, boohoo for Man. me. No, oh, my my real life's getting in the way of my, my well, access go. spending hobbies. I gotta be an adult. Whoa, this oh, is the hash- worst. Hashtag adulting. Uh, I'm not. I'm not putting hashtag adulting oh, on a thing. Man, I learned about mood today. Do you know kids say the word mood, and that's just like a word that they say? Wait, what? Like a verb? So someone will say something, and if you agree, and that's the same way you feel, you just respond mood. So I, I, I was at like a craft fair, and I overheard a, a group of teenage girls talking. And someone was like, blah, 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 and the other one was like, like mood. And I had to have Ada explain that to me because I didn't. So I, I don't know, just in case you were out of touch with your children, guys, if they say mood, I think that's what they mean. So, like, the, like I thought the thing that replaced that was you just say same. Same. I mean, I, I've always been saying same. I think, mo- yeah, okay, yeah, I think mood is kind of replaced same, or at least it means the same thing. Okay. Well, there you go. Now we learned something. We taught our people some more things, not about games. <laughs> All right. That's what we do here at Collector's Quest. We waste your fucking time. We, <laughs> we waste your money. to understand We waste your money slang. and we waste your time. All right. This uh, is, oh, God. You should get rid of us, too. Oh, my this God. This is a solid episode of telling people how not to spend their money. Yeah. Like, yeah you think yeah. you're going to enjoy this, but you won't. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> here's what the experts say. Yeah. You remember, do, do the things you enjoy and, uh, don't actually let people tell you how to collect. Do the things you are fun. But if you wanted our general advice on how we think that'll pan out in the future, that's what this episode was. So enjoy, everyone. And thank you for listening. We will catch you next week or the week after, probably, because it's going to be a long weekend and Tyler's got to play some uh, Path to Exile. But Tyler, where can we find you? Uh, I'm on Instagram at default gen, G-E-N, or Nintendo Age, or GameTZ. Uh, not default J E N on Instagram. You can also go there. I'm also that. I've got the uh, the limited run games. Sexy anime girl is my profile picture. There. And you can find me at Johnny underscore Ayuchi. And uh, yeah, you can find me on forums, Twitter, YouTube under that same moniker. That's J O H N underscore I U C C I. That's not true. No one ever said that. All right, Tyler's dumb. Bye!